I'm Janae McDonald-Wilborn, and this is a Drop of Encouragement. Before we get started with today's podcast, I thought I would share with you one of my new favorite things, and those are the clean towels from Clean Skin Club. Clean Skin Club provides biodegradable towels. They're soft, they're durable, and most important, they don't have all the bacteria on them that the towel hanging in your bathroom probably has right now. I know, it's gross. But don't worry, you can grab some clean skin towels and use them in your skincare routine from now on. Just go to cleanskinclub.com, use my name, Janae, as your coupon code, and save a little bit as well. All right, enough about that. Let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back to A Drop of Encouragement. My name is Janae, and I am here to offer some encouragement to you. In fact, I'm here to offer you one last drop of encouragement for 2020. Yes, the year is wrapping up, and for a lot of us, we'd say not soon enough. Um, But either way, whether you're ready for it in desperately, um, whether you've already thrown your 2020 calendars away, whatever state you may be in, it's happening. 2020 is finally coming to a close and 2021 is just days away. Now you might be listening to this after the new year has begun, but keep listening. I promise what I have to say will still bless you as you walk into these first days and weeks of the new year. I have enjoyed a lot of memes. Um, This has been the year of the meme and I have to say some of the best memes of my life have come out of 2020 as I've seen so many funny things about wanting this year to end, how soon do we get to 2021. Um, And while I love a good meme and I love a good joke, I, as I looked at them, I kept thinking, okay, you know what? This isn't the first hard year of my life. Why does this feel so different? And what came to me was the realization that it's not that we haven't all had a hard year at some point, because we all have. We could all look back and think of a year that was incredibly difficult for us. What's different about 2020 is we're having a collective hard year. It's very unusual, very rare, would probably be more accurate, for the world to collectively have a tough year, for everyone to have this group hardship come upon them. And so that's what's made 2020 really stand out. I've come out of a hard year before, I've walked into a new year before coming out of a hard year. So let's look back at the archives and see what did I do before or what did I do well or maybe what I didn't do well at all that I can learn from and encourage myself and hopefully encourage you as we walk into a new year. And when I did that, I immediately knew what year I was thinking of, and that was 2007. 2007 is forever marked in my journals as one of my most difficult years in my adult life. There were a few things happening. There were quite a few things happening that culminated in me just feeling like the whole year was hard. But I just want to highlight a couple of them for you. Number one, I was really struggling in my job. I worked at a church. I had an incredible staff that I worked with, but I personally was really struggling. I was struggling feeling like I knew exactly what um, was wanted from me as a staff member. I was struggling with feeling satisfied with what I was doing. I continued to feel like I was falling short often with my work. Um, or not doing as well as I could be doing. I felt like I couldn't quite understand what my immediate boss wanted from me. It was just a really challenging year as an employee. And I I can honestly say, looking back, I didn't really know how to manage all of that. I was experiencing, experiencing it, but I didn't know what actions or steps to take. So the year just kept getting worse and worse for me professionally in that regard. 
In addition to the troubles with work, I also was struggling in 2007 with loneliness. Um, It was a combination of loneliness. In one part, it was longing for a significant other. I was single, I was into my 30s, and I hadn't been on a date for years, and I was really feeling the weight of that loneliness. I longed to get married, I longed to have someone in my life. In fact, back then, in that point, I just longed for someone to take me to dinner because I hadn't been on a date for so long. I was feeling undesirable, I was feeling unwanted, I was feeling all the things that you begin to think and feel when nothing's happening romantically in your life. And then combining that with a sense of friendship loneliness. I did have some good friends, but I had a couple of good friends that were married, but they're not accessible and available to you all the time. And because I was on staff at a church, I found that my single friends were all church members and it was really difficult for me to make deep connections. If I felt like I tried to be vulnerable, there would be this moment where they would suddenly sort of put me back into that church staff pastoral role of wanting advice or wanting questions answered. And I felt like I always had to be on. And it was a very lonely space for me in that season. The the other piece was my financial situation. I had acquired a great deal of debt between graduate school and some credit card debt. And in 2007, I actually took the steps that I needed to take desperately, which was to begin to work towards financial freedom. I took a course. I began to follow the steps of putting myself on an actual budget, which was a new concept for me, which is why I was in trouble to begin with. And so there I was living on a very limited budget. I wasn't allowing myself to spend much money on anything that was, I would say, fun. I was going necessities and trying to aggressively pay off debt. I just felt like I didn't really have a lot of things I could do because I felt very limited in my life. So all those things culminated in me just wanting 2007 to end. And so I have this very distinct memory of getting to the end of 2007, getting through Christmas, which was always a very busy season as a church staff member, and seeing New Year's coming and being so excited for New Year's because I had this master plan I was finally not going to have to work on New Year's Eve because after years of working in a restaurant and church, between the two, I'd always had to work New Year's Eve. So I was finally going to have a year where I wasn't going to be working New Year's Eve. I went and got my takeout that I wanted to have, my dessert I wanted to have. I rented some movies that I wanted to binge watch. And I was all set to just settle in my couch in pajamas and just have a 24-hour chill fest. And the main thing for me was that I was going to wake up January 1st, 2008. It would be a new year and finally everything would feel better. And you guys, I did exactly that New Year's Eve. I snuggled up on my couch. I ate my ribs and chocolate cake or whatever it was I had. That sounds accurate. I watched my movies and I toasted myself at midnight. I sent a few Happy New Year's texts to friends and family. I went to bed and I woke up on January 1st, 2008 and I felt awful because I realized that even though the year had changed, my circumstances had not. I still was lonely. I still didn't have a guy on the horizon. I still had, um, really didn't have all the friendships that I felt like I needed or the time with friends that I felt like I really needed in my life. I still had this limited budget and all this debt to pay off. And I still had struggles at work that I was struggling to get through. And it was just the, it was like this crashing disappointment because I had built up this expectation that a new year was going to bring this sense of renewed, Um, change, that everything would be better. And it didn't. What the new year reminded me of is that years just mark time. Calendars are keepers of time, but they do not in any way define your circumstances. The time had changed, the date had changed, but my circumstances were the same. And that realization was heavy. And it was really a downer. And as I think about that time, 
I look at all the memes I'm seeing and everyone talking about, let's just get to 2021 and everything will be better. For me, my reminder to myself was, okay, don't set a crazy expectation for 2021. Because while the year will be new, your circumstances will not necessarily change. Ultimately, we have to remember that what we have with us and what we're carrying on December 31st is still going to be with us on January 1st. Short of Jesus returning, we'll still have those same things to deal with. So we can't walk into a new year with an unrealistic expectation that that new calendar year is somehow going to carry the weight of all of our problems on its shoulders and make all things new. Because that's not what calendars do. And that's not what time does. With that in mind, I really wanted to give some encouragement. I want to share some of the things that I discovered. So here I was waking up January 1st, 2008, feeling awful. Felt bad the whole day. January 3rd, I went back to work. Still in this funk. I remember sitting in the office of a good friend of mine. She was a woman who I worked with, but she was a little bit older. She was a lot wiser. And she was really a mentor in my life in that season. And if she was one of those women who was so loving and so kind, but also told me like it was. She was very encouraging and very real with me. And if you don't have a person in your life that is a little bit wiser, a little bit more experienced, and can bring the truth with encouragement, you need to get one. Pray for one, find one, seek one out. Because God speaks to you through them. God blesses you through those people. And that is the reason he puts them in your life. So here I was in this friend's office and I was whining and complaining about how I just wasn't even excited about a new year because it was the same old, same old, and everything is terrible. And blah. Yeah, that's pretty much how I sounded. She said, well, let's talk about this, this, this friendship situation you're in. Like, I can't, I can't make a guy just appear in your life. I don't know. I, that's not in my power. But she's like, I think you need something else in your life that you're, that you find fun and you enjoy doing. So what's something that you would like to do that you've been wanting to try or you enjoy doing? Well, of course, my first few answers were the equivalent of a five-year-old who you've asked, who's told you they're bored and you ask them what fun things can you do? Nothing. I have nothing to do. That's literally how I answered. Um, but then we sat on it for a minute because, again, she's that friend who didn't let me get away with it. And I said, you know, the one thing I've really been wanting to do is try swing dancing. But how do I go swing dancing if I'm going by myself? Like, I, don't, I feel like I need a boyfriend to do that. Um, which she pretty much told me I was stupid without using the word, um, which was very kind and loving of her because it was a stupid thing to say. Like, I needed someone to walk with me to go find something fun to do. How bizarre. Um and she challenged me, you should go find a place where you can do that. If that's something you've been wanting to do and you're interested in doing, go do it. And yes, I was heavily influenced by the Gap commercials of that time, and I have no shame about it. But I have a lifelong love with dance. And so I decided to go for it. And I started looking on the internet, and I found a place locally where I could go on a Wednesday night and pay $3, and they would do a lesson, and then you could stay for a swing dance party. And I, I admit, I was nervous walking in. I felt kind of weird going in there by myself. But I saw there were a ton of people walking in by themselves. And then they started teaching lessons. And people just paired up. And suddenly, I was in this new community of people who were having a ball every Wednesday night dancing. And I kept going. And it was so much fun fun. And I realized that I had been holding myself back because I hadn't just pushed myself to go look for something fun. I was just sitting around waiting for it. Now we can't control everything in our lives, you guys. That's the reality. But we absolutely have things that we can choose and control. And that was something that I could choose. I could choose to pursue something I wanted to do. And because I got that encouragement and that push from a friend, I did. Now let's talk about the work issue. That was something that I really, like I said, I didn't know how to handle. But the one thing I had learned to do a couple of years before that was to get in therapy. 
I am a huge proponent of therapy. I think having a great counselor, for me, I prefer a Christian counselor, but I think having a great therapist, a great counselor that can listen to your concerns, help you figure out the ways that you help yourself and the ways that you hinder yourself can be one of the most encouraging things that you can do in your life. Because when you find that person, that professional person that knows how to help you analyze and and correct some of the mistakes that you make repeatedly, you see great results. She just pointed out, you've never asked your boss, hey, what can I be doing better? You're just over here like spinning your wheels trying to do better without having good, open, honest communication. And she just encouraged me, go ask, ask for an appointment, sit down and talk. And you know what I did? And it wasn't the easiest conversation, but it was really helpful and really enlightening for me and for my boss. And we both figured out ways that I was misunderstanding what he wanted from me. He figured out ways that he was misunderstanding what I wanted from him. And it completely changed our work relationship. It completely changed how I felt about work from that point forward. It was incredibly freeing and it was all born out of one good, honest, open conversation. Again, I couldn't control everything in my life, but that was something I could take action in do and I did it. Let's talk money. I had another great friend that said, okay, I hear what you're saying about the money. I get that you feel like you can't do anything. Is it possible that you have made too too strict of a plan when it comes to paying off your debt? She's like, I'm not saying don't pay off your debt, but I'm saying, can you, you know, pull a few extra bucks and put them into the fun envelope and give yourself a little room for some fun? She's like, I really think that's something you need to do. She really encouraged me to plan a trip. She said, okay, plan a trip. Plan to meet some friends, do something. I did plan a trip. I started that January planning a trip to go to Boston that summer for 4th of July, meeting my best friend from high school and being in Boston for the 4th, which just seemed appropriate. And you know what? It made every week of budgeting from January to July so much easier because I knew I was saving for something I was really excited to go do. And I knew the rest of my money was going exactly where I wanted it to go. And I didn't mind when I didn't get to eat out for lunch or buy another pair of shoes because I wanted to stick to that budget because I wanted that reward of that trip. But I needed, again, my expectations managed and someone to speak into my life to remind me and encourage me to give myself some grace and have some fun while still following the plan that I'd made. You guys, what I'm talking about here, and I keep saying it and I'll say it again, is managing expectations. When I'm talking about managing expectations, I'm talking about understanding that there are things in your life you can control and things in your life you cannot control. And for the things that you can control, taking the actions you need to take, but also setting realistic goals for those actions. And then for the things that you can't control, releasing them resting in the fact that God is in control of things that are out of your hands. In my situation in 2007, the thing that was completely out of my hands was whether or not there was going to be a spouse in my future. It wasn't something that God had promised because he doesn't promise us a spouse. Um, We can ask him for it, but it's not a guarantee that we'll get one. It wasn't something that I could control the timing of because certainly if I could have, I would have already had a spouse for about five years by then. But what I did know that I could do was continue to follow God, continue to trust him and rest in the fact that I had to just wait for his timing. There's a verse in John chapter 16. It's verse 33. And it says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace in this world. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I love that in this verse, Jesus talks about trouble and peace at the same time. 
He tells us, yes, the world's going to be hard. Life's going to be hard. But in the midst of that hard, I, you can also have peace because you can know that I'm in charge, that I have total control, that nothing is going to defeat me in this world. That reminder is something I have to go back to time and time again when things get hard and when I start to try to control the things that are way beyond my control. I have to look at my situation and my circumstances and say, this I can control. Choosing to go to a swing dance group, I can control. Finding my husband, I can't really control that, so I'm going to have to rest in that truth that God has it taken care of and I can just sit back and wait and let him show me where he wants me to go. Walking into 2021, I know a lot of you have some things that have been hard in 2020, things that you want changed, things that you want to be different. And what I want to encourage you to do is look for the things that you can control, the things where you can, the places where you can take action and start to come up with things that you can do, the actions you can take, the steps you can take, but also recognize the things that are completely out of your control and trust God for those things. A lot of us start the new year wanting to be healthier. Now, if you have a disease or a chronic illness, you can't make that go away. That's out of your control. But when it comes to working out or eating better, those are things we can control, whether we believe it or not. Yes, I know it's hard when the chocolate chip cookies are right there on the counter, but you do have the ability to control that. Now, again, manage your expectations. If I want to be healthier in 2021, which I do, that's one of my personal goals. What I'm not going to do is say, I'm going to be a size two by the end of 2021. Why am I not going to say that? Because at my skinniest, when I was a skinny little high school girl doing dance and field hockey and all the wonderful things and eating pizzas without any consequences, I wasn't a size two. It's not how I'm built. So to set an unrealistic expectation is just setting myself to, up to be disappointed. I've got a friend who runs a program where she helps you have a healthy viewpoint of your food and teaches you how to just make great choices and encourages you with exercise and it's like a six week deal. I can save up my money and budget and decide to take her course and pursue that to get my year kicked off right and start a healthier lifestyle. That is in my control. Wanting a spouse was definitely something I desired, but it was absolutely out of my control. All I could do was pray and ask God to send him. All I could do is pray and tell God, this is still the desire of my heart. If it's not what you have for me, please change the desire of my heart. If you're not going to do that, please give me the strength to walk through it. But I had to recognize what I could control and I could not control. It may be that for you, the thing you want changed for 2021 is you want COVID to disappear. You want coronavirus to be gone. You want all the things that are restricted to stop being restricted. Maybe you've been doing virtual learning with your kids and it's eating your lunch. Listen, I get it. I'm a homeschooler, part-time homeschooler. We chose this life. We absolutely prayed about it, discussed it, researched. And two years ago, over two years ago, my husband and I made the decision that we were going to pursue a school where we could send our kids a couple of days a week, but I could homeschool in the rest of the week because we wanted that setup. But a lot of you were in that kind of a setup and you did not choose it. And I get that it's hard. But I also know that you do not have control over when that goes back to your normal. You can't change that. But what you can do is look for the things that you can, you might need to help you as you walk through this season that's out of your control. Maybe what you need, maybe you're the mom that has to stay home with the kids and help them with this virtual learning. And it's really hard and it makes for long weeks and difficult days. So maybe the thing you need to do is talk to your spouse and say, hey, hon, 
I'm, I want to be the best mom I can be in this season. And this is really hard. And I know you know that. You know what would help me a lot is if on Saturdays or Sundays, pick a day, I could either have a few hours on Saturday morning or afternoon or a few hours on Sunday morning or afternoon where I get to go off and be by myself. You know, just get in the car and go to Starbucks or whatever local coffee shop because support local and sit in my car and sit my coffee and read my book or, you know, just stare, just stare at the windshield because I just want peace. If that's what you need, express that. That's within your control. I can't make the school board change what they're going to do. I can't make the governors change what they're going to do. But I can talk to my husband and say, I need this to help me get through the season. Maybe you're a single mom, so maybe you need to find another single mom and y'all switch off. She'll give you Saturday morning and you'll give her Sunday afternoon, but you'll both get your break. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's a situation at work where you have a terrible boss. Maybe you can't control your boss, but what you can do is seek some wisdom on how you can handle your boss better. My, what I'm trying to say here, and I hope it's clear, is not some magic wand waving to make everything better, but having a mindset that you're going to take on the things that you can and do what you can do, take action that you can take to make things better, and then give the things that you can't control to the Lord and pray and trust and wait for him to change the direction of the whole ship. I just want to wrap up here, but I want to tell you how 2008 ended up going for me. Okay. I made that plan for that trip and I took it and I loved every second of it because I knew that I'd worked hard to make it happen and it was worth every penny. And I did that swing dance club and it was a really great add to my life. And my work life got so much better because of that great conversation that I had with my boss. And because God is God and he does things in his timing and I had no idea it was going to work out that way, in May of 2008, this really cute guy from my church asked me to the ballet. And a year later, he asked me to marry him. Now, I can't guarantee any of those things are going to go exactly the same for you. But what I can tell you is the things that were in my control, I took on and I did the things that I could do to make them better. And the thing that wasn't in my control, I just let go of. And God did what only God can do. And I think God could have made that great even if he hadn't brought Maurice into my life. I'm really thankful he did. But if that hadn't been his plan for me, I still believe that the best would have been whatever he had planned for me. As you walk into 2021 evaluate what's in your control what can you make new not because the year has changed but because you're going to change your mindset and your approach and then look at the things that you know are completely out of your control and say God I'm going to trust you because you have assured me that in this world when I have trouble I can take heart because you have overcome the world I hope that this has encouraged you. I hope that you feel ready to take on your new year, not because the calendar has changed, but because your mindset has changed. I hope you're encouraged by this, and I hope you'll pass this encouragement on to someone in your life that you know may need it. And then I hope you remember to go out into the world, into this new year, and you be that drop of encouragement that someone in your life needs, because that just might be the reason you encounter them on that day. I'll see you guys next year. The encouragement continues in 2021.